Well, g'day, we're back. It's Adrian Bow and Troy Malcolm for the uh, weekly podcast. And uh, Troy, how are you doing? Good, Adrian. This is nice. We are in Melbourne, right? Yep. We've come down to Victoria. We had a hosted training session with the majority of the Melbourne team. And then we thought, what better chance to sit down with quite possibly one of the star performers, if not the star performers, uh, that we've been working with for an extended period of time. And someone that, uh, I guess, is lives the McGrath values, represents the McGrath values, and is just all around a good guy. Uh, and we thought we'd sit down. And without further ado, I'd love to introduce someone. Oh, you know what, Adrian? You can do the introduction again because you've got the back background in front of you on your ipad well i don't know about that but yeah thanks troy but no it's been a great day so far we caught up with the boys from the block as well st kilda and there's just some really exciting cool stuff happening in victoria so and we're here with um yeah will ainsworth from geelong office how you doing will good gents thanks for having me that's the way it was a bit of a build-up there wasn't there yeah, I started to think about walking out. <laughs> can't handle it all, but no, uh, no thanks for inviting me. It's been good. No, absolute pleasure, mate. Well, look, usually these are uh, just catch-ups amongst three mates and uh, people just tend to listen to it. So this is no different. So, mate, it's uh, it's great for the three of us to have an opportunity to sit down and have a chat. And uh, I'm sure people will, will get a lot out of it. But, yeah, I suppose the first thing, mate, that I wanted to um, just check in with you was um, obviously now you become quite a high-volume agent so it's not unusual for you to be doing anywhere between sort of 12 to 15 open houses on a Saturday not unusual for you to do you know 10 to 15 sales in a month um it wasn't that long ago when you and I sat down and we were like yeah you, you know you were saying mate you know I, I've really got to make that transition from um from just answering the phone and 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 trying to create that uh, um, uh, some episodes around um, calling people, getting back to people, email alerts, you know, all these things that happen for an agent any one day. And and I remember saying to you, mate, you're the, basically you're the CEO and the receptionist at the same time. We need to have a uh, disassociation between that. And you, you made a few changes, which is great. Um, but how does it feel going from someone who not that long ago was go, was saying to himself, I just really wish I was in momentum, and now your biggest challenge is how to actually handle the volume. It's, it's, it's a bizarre transition and paradigm, and I know a lot of agents, you know, wish to get there, but you do got to, you got to be careful what you wish for, right? Because it comes with its own challenges. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it is a good problem to have, no doubt about it. Um, but yeah, it wasn't so long ago that I was ringing you saying, um, you know, how can I become more consistent with, um, with my volume and how can I um, get some momentum going? And, and now I've got some great momentum, but now just trying to leverage off that yet again. Um, the biggest challenge for me was understanding that it can be done, I would say. The, the mental hurdle or the mental barrier, um, you know, occasionally you do it once or twice a year and you look at that and you look up at the board of all the sales and you go, well, that was incredible. And I look forward to doing that again next year, whereas to be able to do it month after month, um, it, it just comes, it becomes natural, I guess, once you break that barrier. Um, and it's now just a matter of continuing on with that momentum. Um, but you're right, clearing all that clutter out of my business. Um, when we say clutter, obviously it's important stuff. It's not something you can just dismiss and not do, but taking the phone calls, um, or not taking the phone calls, not returning emails, all that sort of stuff to 
allow me to do what I suppose we do best um, has been a game changer for me. Yeah, and just putting context around that for the listeners, uh, so when we say we don't return phone calls or emails, your team's still doing it. Oh, absolutely. And they're doing it actually quicker, more efficiently, with more patience, more dedication, more time, more diligence, um, and more focus than than what you potentially might have been doing it at because your highest and best use Mm. is either calling people that are looking to buy or sell or meeting people that are looking to buy or sell. Um, And it was when we made that transition and we unpacked your your team and your EBU around, okay, what's everyone's highest and best use? And yeah. and for, you know, Tom, uh, who works on your team, you know, he's going to have a lot more focus around buyer servicing and yep. you're going to have a lot more attention around servicing sellers. Mm. Um, and then that's how you create that EBU and that, that specialisation. So, Troy, that's something that we've really worked hard with, with Will on and I know a lot of people have benefited from that. Yeah, and I think that's probably where we're getting to in this real estate industry is um, around support and support super teams. Uh, we mentioned Tom and he's doing a lot of buyer servicing, but he's an agent in his own right. In in many regards, he's an auctioneer in the business and he, he does a lot of things that you would say, wow, he, he could do what he's doing by himself, but he chooses to be part of that bigger picture plan of what you've got. You've also got Steph that works very closely and is kind of the director of operations of your business unit, if you really break it down. Yep. Uh, and I, I know that working closely alongside your team over an extended period of coming up to, to two years now, um, that's something that it's hard, hard to describe, but when you're in the pod and you see the pod, it's very effective, isn't it? Yeah, look, it is. There's no doubt about it. Um, and once again, it had to be my mental um, shift as to uh, I'm not be doing these roles anymore. Um, you know, as we all learn as an individual agent, you feel as though you're the best person to do all those specific tasks and to actually delegate knowing that maybe initially someone's not quite good as good as you are, but knowing that to get them to do it, they're obviously going to learn. Um, I, I know that Tom's better at callbacks than I am now. Yeah. yeah it's hard for me to say that because I like to think I'm the best at everything, but he's way better than I am. And I actually have comfort and um, I have this impetus behind my dialogue with vendors saying that Tom's actually the one that's doing the callbacks. In the past, I'd kind of gloss over it, hoping they wouldn't hear that. Mm. But I actually then, I get on the front foot and say, Tom is actually the one that's going to be dealing with all the buyers. Mm. Um to, to the point where yesterday I actually won a listing over, the, the lady had a spreadsheet of seven different agents sitting there and she had a tick list of, so she'd ask all the agents all the same questions. Right. All the other fill, uh, columns have been filled in and mine was the last <laughs> blank column. Yeah. And her husband's an accountant and she was an ex-school teacher, you know, the... Analytical the type. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, to the point where we got into the dialogue of um, dealing with buyers and my phone started ringing as I was sitting there and I said, just, just humour me for a moment. Just watch what happens. I'm not going to answer this phone call. Mm. Rang for a couple of seconds and then stopped ringing. And I said, as we sit here right now, that phone call has actually been answered. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a buyer or a potential vendor or another client, that appointment is being booked in as you and I speak. Mm. Now, you tell me the other agents that are sitting there when they're sitting here for an hour, an hour and a half with their phone in their pocket, mm. it's going to message bank. All those potential clients are having to sit there and wait for that agent to get out in the car, return all the calls. By that time, my, that appointment's already been booked in with that buyer. So it actually showed the speed is the new currency, as we call it, mm. that while I'm sitting there talking business with these people, my business has not stopped. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about a lot about winning the moment and whether that be um, engaging and having that conversation with a buyer, whether that be engaging and being present. Um, we're starting to see a lot of agents differentiate themselves, like you said, by speed, 
by outpacing the market, but also making the business unique. And by having a team in your market, that makes your business unique. That allows them to have specialization. And, and it can be many different things to many different markets. But in your particular market, where you're working, uh, speaks volumes for the type of business that you've been running for the best part of two years since joining the McGraw brand. Yep, 100%. Yeah, it makes complete sense. And that's music to my ears, Will, because I know it wasn't that long ago when we had that chat and we made that uh, decision as, as, as a team to actually differentiate yourself as the CEO of your business and and the receptionist because effectively you know we're doing the same sort of revenue and volume and turnover as a large company would do and it just seems almost comical that you know you would answer the phone and be the ceo and the negotiator and the lead marketer and everything at the same time so it's it's a nice uh piece of uh, information for people to take away the other thing is what do you say to listeners who were in the same headspace as you were only a few years ago where you were just thinking where's my next listing going to come from when am I going to get into momentum? How am I going to generate multiple listings, multiple offers, multiple um, sales in any one month? Um, you know, and, and it's almost like I was reading the other day about the bamboo tree, how it, it grows for five years under the soil just to create a fa- foundation system because once it actually bursts through the soil, it grows like within 50 days to like 100 metres or something. So, and, and it's what a great metaphor for our business in that for five years you could be building foundations but tangibly have no evidence for it because we're not breaking through the soil as such. But as soon as it does break through, it grows very quickly so it's a great metaphor for our industry so in that space you know what do you say to people who are still sort of growing under the soil to use the same yep. same analogy um, personally similar to how I caught up with you initially I didn't know how to get there so I wanted to speak to people who had been there before brilliant um, giving me confidence that what I'm doing is actually the right thing to do in the direction that I need to take yeah um, so it, I suppose that one of the beauties of this McGraw network is there are people that have been in the in the business for 24 years like you have or there's 24 months like some other people have wherever you are in this business there's someone that someone that's been there longer definitely um so it's about reaching out to someone who um has done it before and can give you the confidence that what you're doing is actually the right thing to do because then that just allows you to persist on because the hardest part is doing it like you said for two or three years and not seeing the fruits of that labor yes. But knowing that, okay, I call Adrian up and he said, well, it took me four or five years to yeah. get there. And I know that, okay, well, I'm kind of past halfway. And the time's not, doesn't, it's not the same for everyone. Yeah. But it just means that I know that I'm on the right journey. Um, yep. and that it's going, to hap- it's going to pay off sooner rather than later. Yeah, and the good news is that what we're doing from an activity perspective day by day is not magical or mysterious. We know that if you're prospecting and you're having face-to-face appointments and you're doing your marketing and your social and your DLs and your sold stickers, I mean, you know that those activities will eventuate. Sure, it might still look like foundation work or under-the-soil type work, but you know the tide will turn and you know you're going to reach tipping point and, and actually end up in momentum, which is great. And I agree with you. That that's the benefit of tapping in and plugging into a network like McGrath because you've got people that are either achieved more than you, less than you, the same with you, and you can travel anywhere in the country and, and literally um, tap into the infrastructure that we've got and the personnel and the resources, and that's, that's, that's such a, a, uh, an underestimated uh, and certainly um, underutilised aspect of, of our uh, brand for sure, Troy. And going, without saying, you know, 27 out of the top 100 independently recognised REB online, mm. Um, Will, I know that you're the proactive type of person that has those conversations with those people 
uh, as often as you can and whether that's flying to Sydney and going and sitting with a Matt Steinway or, or tapping in and sitting with Adrian or simply just picking up the phone and reaching out to someone like an Alex Minton and Dominic Maxwell. We've seen you do that consistently. Uh, is that something that you recommend other people do because, you know, the insights are there, the knowledge is there. Like you said, someone's walked the path before you, they make the journey faster, but then that also gives you a lot of insights what to pass back to your immediate team mm. to help nurture and grow those individuals. Yeah. Oh, look, it's definitely um, probably a bit intimidating because you're looking at the pinnacle of not just mm. McGrath but the whole country and real estate agents and you think, well, they won't have the time for me or you know, they're, 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 they're better than me or they're too important or whatever you, you, your mooring line, as John says, you put in your head. Mm. Um, but it's funny, as soon as you contact them and they are like, for some reason in this industry, the people that are at the top are the most giving mm. um, and it, it just, it's so obvious. So those people that are um, sitting at the top of their game, for some reason have the time and they actually have the care and they want to see people come up to follow them. They don't want to you know, stand on people's heads, so to speak, and push them down. They actually want everyone in the industry, in the McGrath network, to, to come up and, and be alongside them. Mm. Um, and yep. it's the same with whether you're a receptionist, whether you're a PA, whether you're whoever you are, there's someone in this industry that's in McGrath network that's better than you and has been here longer. So just find that person. I, I love that. And, and I actually do know the reason, and it's because they're paying it forward, because they did yeah. the same thing five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 <coughs> years ago. So that is the reason. Because you even look at, say, someone at the absolute top of their game, a number one agent in our network, like a Matt Steinway, I know that he used to reach out to me and John McGrath and everyone, you know, and uh, he's told us, uh, you know, himself. And, and I did the same. Will, you've done the same. Other, you'll end up doing the same. You, pr- you are already doing the same for other people who are reaching out to you. So it really is a pay-it-forward type paradigm and, mm. and approach, Troy. And it's, uh, it's certainly something that's never going to stop. Will, is scale important to you going forward? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And what I mean by that, and I, I think if you can explain, because I know that we've had many discussions around, right, we're, we're doing things well from a tactical point of view, but we need to be able to apply scale yeah. to our business. By doing that and listeners that are tuning in right now, that's making sure we have specialisation, but also making sure that your processes and systems are second to none. That's been a core focus of yours. How has that allowed you to get to where you are now and, you know, 13 listings in nine days at the start of the month? Mm. How does that then get you to the next part, which I know probably is an internal goal, but 30 listings on 30 auctions in 30 days, that seems like a nice little um, milestone that you'll break in the not-too-distant future, if not in the next couple of months. Yeah, um it's, I mean, once again, that's a daunting concept, but I know that I've um, done similar, not 30 and 30, but I've done numbers that would allow me to do that. Um, and it's having the systems and structures in place to know if I did, if I was lucky enough to list those, that they would actually be all of those 30 clients would get, you know, the McGrath six-star service. So I'm not timid or scared to take on though that volume of, of clients. But for my business, it's identifying what my strengths and, and weaknesses are. And funnily enough, structure is one of my weaknesses. But I've employed someone like Steph, who is incredibly structured, because I know that that's something my business requires. Yep. So if there's something that you want, but you don't have the skill in doing that, then you need to find someone that does. Mm. Um, and Steph's constantly working on the business and behind the scenes and updating our structures and processes. And all you've got to do is look at McDonald's, and you know, it's, it's the same old adage, but every single thing in McDonald's is a process. Yeah. And that's why they're so efficient with their time. They're the, the shittest hamburgers in the world, yet they sell more hamburgers in the world. There's not a secret there. Mm. It's because people know what they're going to get, and that's because they've got structures and processes in place. 
Yeah. If we can, we can change tack slightly. I just want to go to marketing because I know that you're a really avid user of social media and for every single person that's listening to this podcast, why don't you do yourself a favor, jump on and follow Will on Instagram. I think Instagram is probably where you spend the majority of your time, whether that's a story. Um, you, you do a balance, Will. Like, that's something that's interesting that a lot of agents, I think, seem to, to miss. Um, you've really humanized the, the process of becoming a real estate professional in the area that you work. Mm. So you talk about fitness on there. You talk about family. You have... Um, sales, you have auctions, you have showings, you have market wraps. Is that something that you know is paying dividends by, because people are starting to follow you on that platform? Yeah, well, um, I suppose like Tom Panos says, it's the digital interview and I want people to not just know that I sell real estate, but they want to, I want them to know that the person they're going to employ is a human being um, and I may have similar um, uh, likenesses to them, so family, schools, kids, whatever it is, it doesn't matter whether they like that or whether they don't but they just see that I'm a human being first yep. and then I come in and actually happen to sell real estate as well yeah. so it is a conscious effort that I actually make when I'm not at work as well when I'm showing that you know I'm a Fridays that I take off I don't do that by accident it's by design I want people to know that if they employ me that on Fridays I actually take it off so a lot of the times I sit at the kitchen bench people go oh no we don't need to speak to you on Friday because we know you take that day off <laughs> I haven't even told them that Yeah. but they've already checked me out and they know that that's the case when we get back to that point about scale and building a business um, of longevity, then, you know, Adrian, this is kind of resonating with everything that we coach and train and mentor around the grounds because you need to have balance. Real estate is a 24-7 game, but at the end of the day, you need to pick your moments as well. And by taking Fridays off, that really makes sense. I think, I think it's definitely becoming more common, Will, and a lot of the lead agents at the moment that we're working with, Brent Courtney's another one, we, we coached him around um, you know, taking Fridays off, and, and now he's just like, I can't believe it, Adrian, I, all he did is, is block it out like a week in advance, and suddenly I'm you know, either on my boat or with the kids, or, and it's just terrific because it's just a matter of controlling your diary rather than your diary controlling you because it's taking that proactive approach around your schedule and there's just something um, uh, Will that you shared on, on social media about a, a comment that John McGrath made to you which was um, that that build an expectation that there will be some speed bumps uh, in work and in life and it will ease the discomfort just knowing that those imperfections are going to be there so quite a uh, prolific you know observation I suppose in that yeah, budget for, for, for dramas and budget for issues because no one's got the market cornered with personal problems, no one's got the market cornered with financial problems or, or domestic issues like they exist. Um, and, you know, we, we, we're faced with it all the time and exposed to it in our industry with our clients, so we're, we're not immune from it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's, it's what, what I rang John yesterday in a tiz because I had... I've got 16 appraisals this week, and as I said, I take Fridays off, so I condense those into four days of, of, mm. of appraisals, and I started to, uh, for lack of a better word, I started to freak out, thinking, how am I going to do my role um, you know, with prospecting and phone calls and all that sort of stuff while I've got these appraisals? So once again, it's a good problem to have, but I started to freak out that I was losing control, mm. um, and being a bit of a control freak, that's, um, that's, I suppose it's a strength and a weakness. So I rang John and I told him that this is the case. Yeah. Um, and he gave, you know, had a good chat with me and then afterwards he followed up with that message and it just resonated so well with me and obviously a lot of people on social media as well. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, you are the more volume you do, the more speed bumps you are going to come into. Yeah. Um, and that's just a fact of life. And I don't like speed bumps, but that's, it's inevitable. 
So if you know that they're coming and then they come, they're a lot easier to, to deal with. Yeah. Um, planning to create a successful business and ongoing business uh, of success, what most excites you about, I guess, the next 12, 18, 24 months in your immediate business? And, and how does that then replicate out that people will probably follow you and then share content from you and, and just uh, want to learn from you? Um, uh, in the last two days, Tom from my, my team has got two referrals. Yeah, right. Um, people just emailing him saying, you sold a property to so-and-so, I want you to have a look at my house. That is, and I never thought I would think like this, that is one of the most rewarding concepts of, of my job. Um, in two ways, that Tom's hard work is paying off, mm. um, but also it's going to show that um, the work that, or the, the teachings I've given him um, and he's doing the right thing are starting to show off as well. So basically if I can just bring him through and become a fantastic uh, listing and selling agent in his own right, which he, as you said, already could do, to bring somebody else through and watch them yeah. learn and start getting referrals as well. Um, it's it's a hard thing because I'm like, why did he get the referral? I want that referral. But um, <laughs> when I actually when I actually turn around and go, well, no, Tom actually did all the dealings with those people, and he's the one that the referral deserved to go through to. That's there's nothing there's nothing more rewarding for me. I think that's Adrian as well, a reflection of a true leader because I I have acknowledged and and watched your business very closely over the past 25 years and your biggest currency is watching your team members grow, mature and then start listing and selling properties on their own. So it's funny, success leaves clues for the listeners out there. Will, you're experiencing that right now. In the last two days, two referrals coming to what we would call an associate agent, but an agent in his own right working with your team. And Adrian, I know over the history of your 25-year career at McGrath, uh, you've definitely seen so many agents that have stayed within your team for an extended period of time, two, three, five years, and they're actually fully-fledged agents now, but they were more than happy to stay in your business and they were getting referrals and doing deals. And almost as you were walking in the door in the morning, they'd say, hey, listen, we're going to go and do this listing presentation. Um, and you would kind of say to them, for where? Uh, you know, yeah, in a nice way. <laughs> definitely. Oh, look, you know, the only thing I would have done different is actually teach them how to list earlier. Yeah. You know, I think that we've, I made the mistake, and I know a lot of agents have made the mistake, is of training their associates to be even a 12 out of 10 in lead generation and prospecting, yeah. but still have them only maybe a 3 or 4 out of 10 as far as a listing agent. So I'd rather be for, for them to be an 8.5 out of 10 on both. And that's that's scale, just in isolation, right there. So, would you agree with? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you're exactly right. Um, I don't know whether it's a, a fear of someone coming in and doing your job that you you know that we're that we're doing, um, or whether we don't have the time to teach. I'm not too sure what that answer is, but I suppose if you can learn from your mistakes moving forward, that's the most important part. I think what it is, is like the final frontier of delegation listing, you know, so, yeah, yeah. because, you know, you know, at first you start delegating uh, callbacks and then you start delegating buyer inquiry, and when we say delegating, I'm not saying so you can do nothing, so you can actually focus on more dollar productive do more. activity yeah. and do more, and the person you're delegating to, like you were saying, Will, is actually superior at that task in any case, so... It, listing is almost that final frontier because yeah. you know you can all it's got it's, it's easier to delegate up to a point but a like like you will a lot of agents are control you know i won't say yeah. control freaks but uh, are focused on 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 control yeah. and they don't like to let go but to grow you do need to let go yeah and 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 that's a massive part of it and you've you've learned that you're still learning that will and and growth and is a massive side effect of delegation but the, the thing about it adrian is 
most associates would stay longer with that lead agent or in that team structure if they did have that opportunity to go on. Like, once they tick all the boxes mm. and they make the, you've done a listing role play, you've done role, multiple role plays, you do that. I know that Will, you and Adrian, both your teams have done that every single week for as long as I can remember. That would be the difference of someone staying or someone leaving because the main piece of feedback we always get from associate agents is, oh, I want to be my own agent. And I can't do that because I'm still working side by side with Will or I'm working under Adrian, yeah. right? That's the biggest thing. So imagine what that looks like as a delegation that then those agents that are growing through the business, associates, can then go out and list and sell themselves. Yeah. Fantastic. And they stay within your team. Yeah. So there's a benefit there to everyone. That's right. I mean, even though a lot of associates might say they want to be a standalone agent, I think what they're really trying to say, and Will, you'd probably agree, is that I'd like to earn more money and actually have, <laughs> yeah. have more market profile. And I think a lot of them have just deluded themselves in a standalone agent actually uh, equates to that. Now, I'm not saying there's never a day where you don't high-five them and say, go for your life, but... Frankly, a lot can do a better and earn more and get great market profile if the lead agent is smart and sees them as a conjunction agent, co-brands with them, co-lists with them, and actually provides them a decent percentage of the remuneration. Yeah. Oh, you're exactly right. And it's when you look at um, what you get when you say market presence, where realestate.com.au sent some stats through to us a few months ago about the number one agent in Geelong that gets viewed on their agent profile and it was me yeah. and who do you think the number two agent Tom. was it was Tom yeah. Yeah. so Doesn't because he's been me. sitting second on every single one of my listings he's go. being viewed the second most in Geelong now I don't know anyone else that could actually do that on their own they, no. Not, no, not with their years of experience and without yeah. having been working with someone so closely yeah. absolutely yeah. not no way yeah and, and Will uh, just uh, going going in a different tangent and I hope you don't mind me asking you this but you have spoken publicly about it um, it's an area that's sort of close to my heart as you know as well is is mental illness yep. um, for someone who's been in the industry 30 years I personally think it's it's epidemic in our industry um, and I personally think it still, still has a stigma attached to it and I still think that the awareness is way too low around it okay why do you think that our industry has so many people suffering from mental illness, firstly, and secondly, you know, and I, I know you've spoken publicly about it, so I don't, I don't think it's an issue, but what's, what's been your journey? Mm. Um, well, it's a highly stressful job, so you know, stress um, builds over time, and if you don't relieve that stress or you know, see a psychologist or whatever it is that gets you out of that, then at the end of the day, it's probably going to end up in anxiety or depression. So. Mm. Um, that's the simple, I'm not a psychologist, but that's to my knowledge, that's the sort of simple format of it. Um, and I think we're in an ego, egotistical profession, so people don't want to show any weakness. Um, so this, the last thing people are going to do is put their hand up and say, I'm struggling. Um, so the reason I've made it um, something that I put public, it's not something I enjoy doing. I'm not doing it for the um, people saying they feel sorry for me. I'm doing it because I want people to acknowledge that the Joe Blow average in inverted commas person can suffer it. People that are high performers, people that are, you know, of all walks of life, um, can and do suffer depression. So I just want to make it an awareness that I suppose makes it more normal to people so that if it just, and that's cliche, but it just brings one person to say something to a family member or a friend or their partner to say, you know what, I'm struggling as well, then I think that's probably a, a win for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's highly important that I do that. But Depression is something that stays with you, I think, for the, the rest of your life. So it's one of those things that you've got to control. Um, 
or balance. So for me, it's, it's exercise, eating well, taking time out, all of those things. And the moment I put my head down and completely consume myself in work, it's so obvious how quickly it comes back. Mm. So that's why I take my Fridays off. Um, and that's why I exercise and we were talking offline about going to yoga and CrossFit mm. and all that sort of stuff. Other than it being good for my body, it's great for my mental health. Yep. Um, so I acknowledge that I need to be consistent with all of those things. My wife does as well. She, she's the one that stands up and says, well, you need to go for a run. Mm. Yeah. Um, because I can see that you're starting to decline. Mm. And it's, it's so basic, but it's something that when you are all consumed with work, you just don't identify it until it's too late. I'm so glad we're talking about it because there's there's probably a lot of people listening now, Will and Troy, who may be suffering from either anxiety or depression, but may not even know what it is, mm. uh, may not know the first step to take. Um, so I think the comforting point, if you are listening, is that there are people working in very high volume and high stress scenarios who are functioning extremely well in, in Will and, and a few other people um, and still have a, a great life. Um, it's just that yeah, because mental illness is intangible, um, there's, there shouldn't be any stigma you know, attached to it because if you had asthma, for example, well, then you'd have to take your, your ventilator every day. Um, and I just think that a mental illness is no different. You, you take, you have to, if you have to take your medication or go for a run or, or, or do yoga, as we're talking about, or, or be proactive around taking a day off or whatever the case may be, you know, I, I don't think it means you're weak. I don't think it means that you're soft. I don't think that you, it means you're, you're emasculated if, it, if you are a male. I just think that it's something that's always been around. It's only just been talked about and may, been made aware or higher awareness, at least for probably the last decade or so. Mm. But I still think the awareness piece is too low. And I think anyone who feels like they're off track um, should definitely speak to someone I think it's the first and most important thing and I think the accountability piece that you've created for yourself Will is, is great because you, you make it public therefore you, you've got a high accountability therefore you've, you know everyone, people can touch base with you and vice versa and I, and I think it just comforts a lot of people so thank you on behalf of you know a community that that uh, does suffer in silence which they shouldn't and especially males because males are not great at talking to other people um, but I think anyone listening and I think Will wouldn't mind me saying this but if anyone is listening and going through a tough time they're very welcome to reach out to Troy myself or Will um, because we've all been exposed to, to this, this these type of thought processes. I think the other thing Adrian is the first step and if you don't feel confident talking to a friend or a colleague or someone that you work with is to go to places like uh, Lifeline yeah. to have that conversation, reach out on there. It's totally confidential. For uh, for another uh, better one, a, a similar one is Beyond Blue. Um, there are a number of people out there that are highly skilled, highly trained, um, and a lot of us you know, go through that motion of down days and up days, and if they become more consistent, then why not make the call? Mm. Uh, I'm with you and, and also with Will. I will stand and link arms on this. It's a very important issue in the industry. It's become epidemic because of the way that, you know, we put the ego and the sales and the volume and the pressure and, you know, it's a very serious job, but we need to be open to having that conversation. So my best recommendation is um, if you don't feel confident talking to someone that's close to you and having a very open conversation, please 
go to those websites, uh, Lifeline, Beyond Blue, Will, there's a number of others as well, and they're the two that come top to my, top of mind to me. But it's, it's something that the worldwide area of, of business is starting to see, but especially in Australian real estate, needs to be managed, needs to be acknowledged. Definitely, and there, there seems to be, you know, for, and I, I don't think it's correct, but there seems to be a bit of a dissonance between, you know, the the illness and and um, people sort of getting beyond it and actually making contact with people and having that initial conversation and 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 in your case, will actually making it public knowledge. So um, yeah, it's great that we've spoken about it. I think we've only scratched the surface, to be honest. It's the first time you and I have publicly spoken about it, even though we've had many discussions. Uh, offline around it so it's it's terrific that there is an awareness and if this just helps one person will um, in in that they hear it and reach out to us or they talk to their their friend and they're in the industry then you know you can function and you can work at a very good pace but still have a, a, a mental illness but you know what it's not something that's going to debilitate you it's not something that's not you can never be happy around because you can definitely be happy um, and you, it's still something that you can have relationships and work and have a healthy lifestyle so thanks Will and just on that you know is there anything you'd like to say to, to, to people sort of they may not have a mental illness as such but are just out of momentum and just lacking confidence because they've list, they've, they've missed four listings in a row um, the market's changed. They haven't had price alignment discussions uh, quick enough or at all. Mm. And they're feeling as if they're really losing ground rapidly in the industry. What, what would you say in terms of reaching out? Um, it's probably cliche, but I only um, really worry about the things that I can control. I can't yes. control the market. I can't control a vendor choosing another agent over me. So those things, yes, they disappoint you and upset you, but you really just got to get back on your horse and and keep doing what's, what, what, you, what got you there. Um, for me, because, I mean, we mentioned before, 16 appraisers in a week, uh, probably half of those will come in the next couple of weeks. I may yep. win four, I may lose four. Mm. Someone might say, well, you've lost four, that's a massive amount. Mm. I've just won four as well. Yep. So the more <laughs> yeah. volume that you're dealing with, you can actually handle, as we spoke before, about the speed umps. Yes. Um, if I miss a couple, well, I'm so busy trying to get the other ones, I can't. I don't really have time to worry about missing them. Absolutely. So it's all about, to me, it's just volume. So if you're making yep. more calls, you may, you know, if I sit there and make phone calls, I don't worry about who answers and who doesn't because I can't control that. What I can control is how many calls I make. Yes. So every KPI I put into place is all about how I can control what I do. Um, and those outside sources that I don't have any control over, well, that's just the way of the, lo- way of the world. Yeah, I, I love it because Troy and Will, we often talk about the inner marketplace and the outer marketplace. Yeah. So the outer marketplace, like you're saying, Will, is interest rates, it's prices, it's losing listings. It's like no matter what you do, you're never going to have control over that. But the inner marketplace, you've got full control. So you turning up to five minutes early to a listing appointment that costs nothing and you have full control over it, right? You turning up with high energy because you've had a Friday off and you're doing, you, you know, you're making calls and meeting people on a Monday with great energy or on a Saturday, that you can control, you know? And I just think that you, you look at that, plus you look at, um, you know, the 
what's involved in actually um, setting a business plan and a marketing plan every day, these things cost nothing and yet you've got full control over them. And you know, a lot of people don't realize that 20% of listings you are never ever gonna get anyway. 20% of listings, you've gotta do something really wrong to lose it, so you're pretty much always gonna get it. And it's only the 60% which is really up for grabs. And as if you get as many of those 60% as you can, that's as good as it's gonna get. And it's how you react when you lose a listing, which is actually more important how you react when you win a listing. So really what I encourage people to do if they lose a listing, rather than drag that mentality and, and that, that fear of, of loss through the next four listing appointments, literally say to yourself, mm, okay, what am I gonna have, a macchiato or a cappuccino now? You know, And just change your state, shift into something else, and segue into another thought process because you've got the next four or five listings to focus on. As we wrap up, Will, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to come and spend with Adrian and myself. Hey, Adrian, this is a record episode for us. This is the longest ever. And like we just heard Will say yes, we did send him him, him a benchmark to say that Matt Steinway was the longest episode we've recorded. We've gone for just over 36 minutes with this episode. So we're going to have to set the new benchmark, the number one agent, Will Ainsworth, on our podcast, (laughs) Adrian. Uh, Will, genuinely thank you, mate. I know how how busy you are uh, 16 appraisals in a week you heard it there first uh, please listeners go on and follow Will he does some amazing stuff online just replicate it because it's working your engagement is there and it actually shows that you can have fun being part of a team in a very fast paced environment Adrian thank you as well thank you it's been terrific for the three of us to catch up just three good mates having you on people listening which is cool <laughs> perfect listeners and we'll be back very shortly with another episode of the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm.